Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast called Esco Confessions. I'm your host, Alexa Max, and I am here with Mr. Lane. Drum roll. Good morning. Hello, Alexa Max. Hello. All right. I'm excited about today's podcast. I'm ready to jump into it. <laughs> Me too. So, yeah, we're going to talk about why is pornography Yes, why is pornography illegal and prostitution is not? Why not? Everybody's doing it. Everybody watches porn. Right. And that's the biggest difference right there is that people are watching. So it's under the First Amendment. That's the biggest argument that free speech America, the First Amendment, the United States Constitution prevents the government from making laws which regulate establishment of religion or prohibit the free exercise of religion or freedom of speech and expression or assembly. And if it's considered art, then it's protected free speech. So essentially, people who make pornography are not paid to have sex. They're paid to make art. And if a pornographer can prove that his art is going to be sold and distributed and consumed by an audience, then that typifies the fact that it's considered art. But on the other side of that, though, is that pornography is not 100% legal. You have to have certain regulations that you have to follow in the communities that it's filmed in. In fact, I think it's always been said, and this may be wrong, only somebody that listens to us to let us know if this is true or not. Um, my understanding is that it's only legal in two states, California and Florida, technically, where you have a license to make that kind of content. Um, and you have to have certain licenses for business licenses. And you have to have licenses that will allow you to distribute and work in that medium. Whereas prostitution is considered to be a gateway to sex trafficking using air quotes on a podcast. People aren't going to be able to see me do my air quotes, <laughs> but that's the difference uh, essentially. And it really is not that different. I mean, yeah. what's your opinion on this? What's your point of view? I mean, everybody watches porn. There's nothing wrong with that unless you're like super Christian who thinks it's a sin to touch yourself but um I mean people are having sex in both of you know whether you're a client or whether you're you know you watch porn and like the difference between porn and escorting is like you don't I mean that person the actor who gets paid for porn they don't know that you're watching them it's like not as intimate I don't know if that makes sense, but like while you're seeing a provider in person, it's more intimate. It's in person rather than seeing them on the screen. Yeah, it's like they don't know who is watching them and that they assume somebody is. And it could be a family member. It could be somebody that they work with. It could be an old friend from high school. And there's like that disconnect, you know, like I, I hear a lot of porn, not a lot of porn performers but i've heard porn performers in the past say yeah this is really cool until you know my dad saw it and he mm -hmm. you know he he knows i'm doing this and i know some performers um have their their parents involved in their careers as managers mm. whereas people who help them you know figure out content or make decisions with business um deals but um you know that's sort of the the thing that it's like they call the 
the uh, big paradox is that people say, oh, you know, pornography is immoral, sex work is immoral, but the same people who are saying that are the ones who get in trouble for, you know, being caught watching it. Um, yeah. And that's, I think, the biggest difference. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm obviously our, our podcast is anti um, FOSTA and 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 uh, anti the attempts to regulate the internet because um, it does not directly contribute to modern day slave trade, um, and we don't find it inherently demeaning. I mean, some of it is, but the content that's consensual, you know, safe, saying consensual, make sure people who are of age are doing it, and that they're actual adults. Yeah. Um, are doing it yeah there was a um feed on twitter yesterday that i saw what's the youngest age that you would see a client and i answered 18 i mean as long as they're legal but right. yeah and with the pornography sometimes they the girls are underage or the boys are underage and there is child pornography and that's sad and Right. And that's sort of the, the one thing about, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but uh, the biggest site Pornhub has been cleaning up a lot of their content and sort of streamlining it to make it more accessible to the big studios, you know, like Nubiles and like Team Skeet and um, Browsers and just the big guns. And you don't see as much of the homemade content. And there is a place for that there but it's super regulated you have to be part of the model hub program mm -hmm. and you know you have to obviously show that you are the person in the video and you have to document through the united states code um that says you have to show that you like so if somebody wanted to go into a video and say i know this person she's underage yeah they have to be able to go back to that video content creator and say okay this is proof this is her id that says she is of age to have this kind of content oh. uh, on here um and it goes back to tracy lords back in the 80s who um had a fake id and was making a bunch of videos between the ages of 16 and 18 um in fact most like all of her videos except one were done while she was still a minor um even though she doesn't look like a minor even though she was doing things that you wouldn't think a 16 or 17 year old would do. Mm -hmm. uh, she still was, and she was making a lot of money and she was, well, making a lot of money is relative in, in the pornography because, you know, that money is come, comes and goes really quickly. But when she turned 18, she let everyone know that she was not of age. And there was a lot of people who got in trouble. And she had one video that she produced after she was 18. And that one became a big seller because it was the only legal video because the rest of them were pulled off the shelves of video stores and stuff. And, um, you know, she, so since then they have the uh, law where you have to um, provide the proof that a performer is over the age of 18. And also, so I was about to porn up, they've been cleaning up their content. So it's still user generated content, but it's, where you have to go in and you have to document who you are and you have to go through the third party verification. And then if you have a video that you post, you have to get, you have to swear that, you know, under penalty of oath that everyone in your video is also of age and you can document who they are too, which is the same for OnlyFans or the other sites where if you post, you have to say, I'm posting a video with myself and this other performer. 
and the other performer is of age and here's a documentation to prove it. And that's how they traffic, or that's how they battle underage child pornography. But that's just on our sites. That's just on the regular web. If you, if you do deep searches into the dark web, that's where you have like the eight millimeter stuff, like, you know, from the movie, that's the dark stuff. That's like where the real legal things are. Mm. And everything that happens on our internet that we have access to on the, day, on the daily through Google or Yahoo or whoever, Bing, you know, that's the laws they make for those kinds of websites don't directly affect the dark web. And that's the real shame because it's just an excuse for corporations to say, hey, we want to charge more for access to bandwidth and access to cell towers and access to the internet and gatekeep it for people. Yeah. There's a whole other episode of the show. which is not what we're talking about directly today, <laughs> but it's all interconnected. What about strippers? Because it is a form of art too. Yeah, and it is. It's also protected under the first amendment, but like, you know, the community guidelines thing, there are certain laws in different places that say where you can and can't put a strip club. Like you can't put them near churches sometimes or near schools sometimes, which is weird because they don't really have anything to do with each other. They don't have like a direct correlation between each other. Um, that's why I see a lot of most of the gentlemen's clubs are like in areas of town that are industrial areas or like mm -hmm. big areas where there's a lot of other commerce and business and not residential areas. Yeah. But I love that though, that they're, I love the fact that you can have neighborhood brothels though. Like I, I know there are places where like gated communities that have like really nice big homes and big yeah. mansions. And then you go in there and you'll find like four or five women living together. Huh. They're in space together and they're providers. And, you know, they ag advertise through their different sites like Trist or whatever, or, you know, back in the day, back pages. And you would go to these different, you know, houses and you could, you would check in on your way in and say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm John, I'm here for my three o'clock. And they buzz you into the gate for the gated community and you pull up their driveway and you have like a little parking area and you go see them. There'd be like three or four women just kind of hanging out in the house and they go, I'm here for Melissa and like, Oh, Hey, Melissa. And you go into Melissa's room and that's, that's essentially a brothel, but it's situated in a really nice neighborhood next to houses with actual families and such living there. And because it's part of the shadow economy and the underground economy, it's not regulated by external force. I mean, it is obviously if vice were to come in and arrest people, but mm -hmm. it's not the same. Or for example, if you live in South Carolina and you're driving along like uh, 26 near Bowman, you know, there are certain places, uh, different um, strip clubs or places where you can lingerie model and get people, you know, there's the basically their brothels on the side of the road and they're regulated only by the fact that. Kitty. <laughs> I heard meowing in the background and, and then screen turned and I'm like, yeah. 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 That was a, that was Oreo wanting to get involved in a podcast again. I even, I moved locations to a different spot and she's just crawled across. I saw you, yeah, you have different background. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sitting at, I have a desk that it's an old, uh, it's an old um, secretary that kind of unfolds and I've got my little workstation set up here for doing online stuff. And I've, I finally got my, um, area for uh self-tapes somewhere else too and i'm trying to permanentize anyway there's a you know a place off the interstate where there's basically a brothel and 
it's, you know, dancers and strippers and things. And I, I think the understanding is that they have some law enforcement in their pocket, which is illegal, but more power to them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have an opinion on that. Um, I have other opinions on judicial system behavior and corruption versus, you know, people who are straightforward. But anyway, those places are technically protected by free speech too, because they're entertainers mm-hmm. and they're public entertainers. And it's like a club that you join. So mm. there's that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool about the gator community. I mean, I live in the gator community, but like the, the rich kind of neighborhood, because nobody's going to suspect a thing. Mm-hmm. They would say, oh, yeah, they're like golden girls. Like they live together and they just do their jobs. Cool. Good for them. Right. <laughs> and so and it's like, if you know, you know, and that's yeah. the difference. I mean, do, do you have people that you know in this business that you would work with like that? Like other women that you could say, hey, let's get a house together. Fuck no. No, sorry. <laughs> I like I like my privacy. I lived with so many people that, no. I just feel, I don't know. I feel like I would feel so much pressure. And at the same time, I would compare myself to them. And yeah. Well, you, you wouldn't have to even live with them, honestly. I think it, the other avenue is that like you all contribute money to the common space and you would have your room that you would work in and they have their rooms that they work in and that you guys share utilities and whatnot and that you charge a little bit more, but you don't have anybody come into your home. You have people coming to a third location. That's not going to be that you can regulate the traffic flow. It's not like a hotel where you don't know who's on the other side of the door. You know, it's somewhere different. Yeah. I mean, it's something to think about. I don't want to think about it. My answer is no. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, yeah, I feel like, um, I don't know. Roommates are not my thing, even if we're doing it for the good cause to get people laid and satisfied. <laughs> I hope people yeah. listening to this podcast are really enjoying it because <laughs> I know I'm enjoying it. It's, it's hilarious. It's <laughs> hopefully yeah because like when i had roommates like freaking michael used a lot of water and i did it and then the bill was like 100 bucks a month and i'm like fuck what is going on (laughs) right well you just charge your you just charge your client more he ruins the bill (laughs) yeah an itemized bill of all the expenses and like you know break it down for like 35 cents for a, a minute for water, yeah, five cents a minute for air conditioning. If they eat any, eat any of your food, then it's like a you know fifty dollars for a flat food fee and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I whole thing about comparing yourself to others, people too, is like I, I don't know. It's like the brothels out in Nevada are different too, because essentially they all pull their. I mean, they they obviously work in one location that's managed by the management company and they have their rooms and they have like common spaces, like, you know, like a big bath area or like a big shower area and stuff or like a big, you know, like a big tub area. And they sort of like rotate out, you know, who gets to use it, who has, who's entertaining and they have their own space and they contribute some of their income to that space management, but they're part of the advertising for this, for the, for the brothel, you know, they're there and they have a, 
they're on their websites or they're on their marketing materials and they have, you know, I'm going to be here at the chicken ranch, you know, during this time period, you can come see me then. Yeah. And you know, while you're there, you, you know, they, they'll be part of the lineup or you can market your own stuff to uh, Air John's and you can you know book appointments. So the guy's like, hey, I'm going to be in Vegas, you know, like March 5th. And that's when you're working at the chicken ranch and you can come out to that and you can, um, you know, see them on March 5th. And so you set an appointment and then it, depending on where you are, like in Vegas, they'll bring a car out to you yeah. and then drive you back there. And it's like a 40 minute drive, but you know, it's, it's worth it because otherwise if you're visiting and you have no transportation, you're just like taking Ubers or taxis or whatever, then they'll drive you back and forth to where you are, to where you want to go. And then they'll let you stay there, you know, your duration during duration of your stay. And then you can, you know, if you're a provider, you have that space and that you pay a portion of, you know, each of your sessions back to the house and you keep the rest. And it's kind of the same thing when you talk about like doing cam shows on like, you know, uh, stream mates or something where the house capes a lot more money than they do at the brothel, then you keep the rest. I'm trying to make sure my cat doesn't jump up here again because she went around. She's okay. She went away. Mine are sleeping on the table right now. Like, yeah. Well, Draco sleeps more than Dexter because Dexter is just crazy. He's like back and forth, back and forth. He's like a little kid, and then he watches me in the bathroom. Like I go take a shower. The next, the minute I come out, he's there just staring at me with his with his cute eyes. Yeah, little creep. But, He's trying know. to figure out why you're not bathing yourself by licking your hands, <laughs> rubbing on his face, body. So why would you? Why would you willingly submit submerge yourself under pouring water? That sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to make sure you're okay because obviously that would be traumatic to him, and he wants to make sure you're okay because he just did that. Oh. You're like, are you okay, human? Yeah. He he does. He makes sure. He wakes me up every morning to make sure I'm okay, and he bites me on the nose. I'm like, I'm fine, Dexter. I want to sleep a little more, five more minutes, and then I pet you. Um. Yeah. Yeah, do you have any additional um, information? Because Right, so we recap. First Amendment is the reason why one is legal to a point and one is not legal to a point. Um, so if you are going to, and I know a provider uh, around here who is also an adult actor and they um, will do the porn star experience where you can tape it. And so technically, if you happen to have a release on hand, Mm-hmm. He can say, hey, by the way, I'm going to film you. In fact, actually, uh, a famous person, Adriana Chekik, um, does that. She will we'll do fan sessions where she will um, have them sign releases ahead of time. Okay. And they don't compensate her for it. But she just says she hooks up with them and says, hey, you know, I like you. I found you on Tinder. You want to, you know, go on a date or ha- hang out with me? And yeah. um, like, great. If you are, go to this site and get tested. Yeah or go to this, this, this brick and mortar place and, and take a test. And if these have these results, then, you know, we'll, we'll hook up because, you know, she is an adult performer. She needs to stay tested so that she can, um, yeah. know, keep working. and when they come back with a clean test then she'll have them sign a release and then they'll, they'll bang it out and sometimes put it on camera for her mm-hmm. website. Sometimes not. And then, you know, if it's good or not, but um, that's just how she rolls. And uh, I was gonna say the provider that here in, in the Carolinas, um, she 
we'll let you film her and you can create content that way if she's, you know, if she agrees and you can, you know, obviously compensate her for her time and her, her, you know, you paying for her, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, her time, not really any kind of other experience. That's like a bonus, but legally you're paying, compensating her for her time as an expert. Yeah. Yeah, I've been asked to, like, if they could film me, I'm like, no. But unless it's a, like, good client, and I will crop their... F- well, I did I did film porn with one of my favorite, favorite regulars, but yeah. Yeah, like, I, I would, personally, for me, I would have to know a person more than three times who comes to me, who comes yeah. in journal more than three times, but yeah, um, you know, to film me. But yeah, that, that's cool. I like filming things. Yeah. yeah. It helps in your photogenic too. Yeah, you don't look like, you know, you don't look crazy on, on camera. What do you mean crazy on camera? Like, oh yeah, harder. No, I mean like, <laughs> arr, uh, arr. that's another great uh, audio soundtrack for the podcast. People are like, what the hell are they doing? Why am I listening to this? This is, this is so unprofessional. <laughs> we should do an asmr session where we just talk yeah. and we just make really good sounds people enjoy our voice uh. <laughs> <sighs> don't laugh alexa stop laughing i'm sorry it's not funny, it's not funny alexa trying to hold my laugh my face is all red cool this good one... visual. people who are at home listening she has a red face and they what? imagine you like paint your face bright red and you look like this <laughs> paint um, you're, you're racist because red face would be a native american yeah that's that's not politically correct to say that i mean native american is politically correct but it's not politically correct to call yourself a red skin Got it. Don't laugh. All right, Alexa. I'm not. I'm learning while smiling. Right. And breathing at the same time. Yeah, don't don't forget to not breathe. <sighs> All right. Well, this is a good, this is a good episode. I, I think this is going to be so much fun. People discover this podcast and, and like make it viral and think, what in the hell is yeah who's doing? They don't know what they're talking about. They're crazy. We do. We're very sexy people, and we're very we're very smart people, and we know lots of things. And that's why you should listen to our podcast. <laughs>